Well, I think, I mean, it, it's first, I think, important to say, like, this is not a book that's broken. I'm not coming up, yeah. I'm not here to fix something. I mean, this is a book, I'm coming up to bad after Babe Ruth. I'm honestly, like, the, what, what Scott and Greg did on the book is transcendent. It may probably be, don't tell him I said this, but it's probably the best run of Batman in the history of the character. Just at the end of the yeah. day. I think he would, would uh, agree. Um, so... Uh, I think that that's first of all. So what I, what I'm doing is I'm I'm following what Scott did and um, where he added his personality to the book. Like 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 who Scott Snyder is is in that book. That's why it's good. And and so I'm I'm gonna try to do that as well. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take um, from my CIA experience. Like I, I used to have this weird job where I was in the CIA yeah. and I, I used to have to like sort of get get close to some of the horrors of the world but not like turn horror not turn into horror myself and I feel like sometimes I succeeded and sometimes I didn't um, but to me what makes Batman special is, is that he's able to do that and succeed he gets he gets in the gutters of Gotham but not sucked into them um, and, and so I, hopefully I'll, I'll, that aspect of the character that's what makes him super to me that's what makes him do things that Superman can't do uh, that Wonder Woman can't do despite the fact that he's just you and me he has nothing is, is, is that because his parents died and because he has Alfred, he can get close to those horrors and, and not be absorbed by them. This is The Pool. I'm Rain Coleman, your host, and this is episode 24. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in today, all you returning listeners. If you're new here, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. You could have been anywhere listening to any podcast and you chose this one so thank you thank you now as i said this is the pool the pool is a carefree black nerd news show of sorts um i'll give you a few uh comic book and comic book adjacent stories uh maybe review a book or two so if that's your sort of thing if you like that please be sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast app share it with a friend or two or three or four and uh put it on your social medias Use that hashtag, ThePoolCBN uh, or CBN Pod. Both will be in the show notes so that you'll have that little template to uh, copy and paste. <laughs> All right, I want to make this a conversation. Now, uh, really quickly, I have a, a few things I want to get off my chest. Now, in a few days, it will be June. And with this time of the year comes companies and brands. Quick to roll out their rainbow flags and merchandise for the month. Uh, welcome to Pride Month. <laughs> now, instead of blindly just throwing your money at these large corporations and for their, like, pride aesthetics for the month, I ask that you all out there support the LGBTQ community. People who are in your life or people at large, even if you don't have people in your life who identify uh, or who you know identify as LGBTQ, seek them out. Social media has helped to make this world a very global community. So I do have a few suggestions. Uh, one, please support an LGBT artist. Uh, they are indie creators. There's so many things from paintings to clothing uh, to authors. Um, purchase one of their pieces of work or and write a review when it's available. If uh, someone has a Etsy shop or something, buy a few things. Like just, uh, I just can't stress that enough. Right. Okay, uh, my second suggestion here, support black trans women uh with the violence that trans women and specifically black trans women receive at large there have been so many stories just in the last month alone of oh god the abuse and murder 
of these this part of the community in the community i mean just in general global community so please support them be it through cash app paypal paying for works of art intellectual property better yet you know what don't even take my suggestion as the be all end all talk to a trans woman ask what can you do to assist what are some ways that you can support the trans community because i am not trans i don't identify as such i'm just empathetic to the terrible things that have been happening within that part of the community uh so please go to your local social medias and and reach out and let these folks know what do i do what do, how can i help how can i support because again this is pride month so instead of throwing your money at nike or some big corporation for doing a stylish pride one-off thing support the people who are actually living that life um three Support LGBTQ podcasts. Leave them a review and a rating. Um, if they have a Patreon or some sort of like tip jar, quote unquote, uh, do that. Support. Share their show. Share it with the same vigor and intensity that you would a non-LGBTQ uh, uh, show. Um, you don't have to insert yourself into the conversation, but help those conversations be heard. Retweet. Uh, you know, shout out. I, I listen to such and such podcast. Good podcast, y'all. Check it out. This is their episode. Such and such is Pride Month. Whatever. Like, just support, support. And I mean, there's a tons of other things that you could do, but I just wanted to offer my suggestion. I didn't want to uh, have an issue without kind of having a solution as well. So please do that i'm not gonna say things are just a few suggestions what i would like though is for you to use the hashtag <laughs> cbn lgbt or lgbtq if you're going to re retweet or repost some of these queer uh people in their shows and their artwork and such because i would like to know more as well so if you do that let's say you find a podcast you like and it's hosted by people who identify as the lgbtq Repost it and put that hashtag CBNLGBTQ just so I can click on it. I'm like, okay, well, maybe you'll put me onto something new. Or if there's a painter or an artist or someone with lashes or nail polish or whatever, whatever capacity that this person works in, um, or even if you get a someone who identifies as such and they are an accountant, you know, <laughs> shit, just retweet something that they're maybe promoting and use that hashtag because I really like to see what. Um, the other people in this community and people who are not identifying what what is this June what's gonna make this June different from the other Junes before so um yeah I do want to make sure this conversation doesn't end when June becomes July I want to do make this a constant thing alrighty so that's my little rundown there now guys I want to give a heavy thoughtful fraternal shout out to the bynk radio fam cole jackson and shogun beats over there at government name podcast your checks and balances and social commentary and all that good stuff and of course sid davis over there at the social introvert all phenomenal podcasters great men in their own right uh wonderful creatives pumping out great content Great, 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 great. Uh, make sure to check those out. BYNKRadio.net. Look, search for the podcast page where there's a list of all the podcasts affiliated with BYNK Radio. And while you're over there, just peek around, look at some stuff, listen to some music, click on some more links and see, you know, what what can BYNK Radio do for you? What what, what value are we going to put to your life? <laughs> Alrighty, so... We are going to take a short break. I don't want to be nobody fucking babysitter. Hell, sometimes I may want to get fucked up and get carried to the car. Let me sleep in my back seat. I've done it many a times. 
Because I didn't want to get fucked up and drive. No one, I, I mean, be driving while I'm already fucked up. So, bitch, I crashed in my back seat for a couple of hours. And I, ooh. Mm, I just hit my balls. Oh. Whew, it's got hot. I gotta get out of here. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. Mm. All right, y'all. Uh, we're back. And in our lead story tonight, uh, I'm at 1,000 followers on Twitter. <laughs> so congrats to me. I'm going to celebrate all my milestones, however big or small. So <laughs> thank you all for following me. And those of you who are not, going over to that carefree blurred uh, hand over there on Twitter and hit that follow button. <laughs> now to the actual lead story. Uh, I want to get into this Tom King DC series ending debacle conversation. Now for those of you who don't know, DC Comics will be ending Tom King's Batman run early uh, with issue 85. Now at the end of the year, that's about 2019, let's say December-ish. Uh, Tom King recently teased that there will be a twist in an upcoming part of his run that would change Batman forever. Now, Tom King did talk about his run going past 100 issues. I believe it was like 105 or 110, something like that. And now, who knows if we'll actually get that twist because his run is being cut short. Now, Tom King took over the main Batman book from Scott Snyder. This was back when DC relaunched the entire company with the Rebirth titles. Uh, King's run featured the introduction of Gotham, Gotham Girl, um, a war between Joker and the Riddler, the wedding of Batman and Catwoman, and then there's the current Bane arc. I'll have to say this. Tom King has been doing a phenomenal job with everything that I've read from him since I've been introduced to him. Uh, now, my understanding with this is that King's run will end at issue 80, and then after that, his run will be moved to a different title about Batman and Catwoman, which I think will actually be named Batman and Catwoman. Um, that will be a 12-issue maxi-series, as opposed to a 6-issue miniseries. Um, now, my concern... Okay, my concern is that now you're kind of undermining everything that he did before in the main line. So when his title does switch over to this uh, new Batman and Catwoman uh, series, what point will the new team that comes in to take over the main Batman continuity, what point will they deviate from? What will they launch off from? Like, will they ignore all of the things that he's established for this entire run? Or does the story now become an Elseworlds story? So I'm going to repeat a lot of that for those of you who may not have caught that, just in case I'm not clear. Tom King has the main Batman series in DC. This is the main continuity, in continuity Batman. As we know with comic books, you always have those like side stories or mini series that don't really affect current continuity, like your what ifs and your else worlds and such. So again, Tom King has the main Batman story. His run is ending early and being switched over to the Batman and Catwoman series. So my concern is once we get to issue 80 and we're done and then we pick up his very same story in the Batman and Catwoman, when the new team comes in to get the continuity of the main Batman book, what is going to happen? Like, what can they do? Because you'll essentially have created some sort of multiverse, which already exists, but you'll have... The main stuff that's been happening from issue 1 to issue 80. And then you'll have a team come in and pick up at 81 and continue on. Or they might 
uh, renumber it. But either way, you'll pick up at 81 and continue on. But are you going to take everything that he's done in this main continuity and like build off of that and make your own story? And even if you do that, what happens to this new Batman and Catwoman series that is taking literally the events of the current main Batman and just shifting them over to that 12 issue arc? 12 issue series i don't know i'm just i'm just a little concerned about that i mean it's comic so we know it's a bit unreliable and a bit kind of frantic at times and stuff can be all over the place plus continuity has never been a something that dc and marvel have had a great reigns on it more so marvel than dc but you get the picture um yeah i'm just concerned about that now and so does his new batman and catwoman story become an elseworld story is that just some like, does it matter? Will that? It's going to matter because I'm sure he's going to tell a good story. But will it matter in the larger sense of, you know, people who are looking for continuity? Um, now, with my concerns with this, I do understand. Well, I halfway understand that much like with the stuff going on with Hickman and his takeover of the mutants and the X line over at Marvel this summer with his powers of X and House of X storyline. That's something I reported on, I believe, last episode of the pool. Um, I think this move on DC's part serves to assist the DC movies and the DC Universe app and the TV shows with this one Batman that they can make similar to those different versions. So, in this day and age, the cinematic universes really do inform the comics, and I do get that. But, good lord, to get rid of one of these great runs, like, why not just have him, well, I was going to say why not have him change things to what you want as a company but then that's also impeding on his vision for the series but it's it's a lot it's a lot to to take in and for 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 it to be happening to someone who had control of the main line for so long like to get to 80 issues you rarely see that in comics now because everything is written for the trade everything is written for the six issue arc and you get reboots and rebranding and read this and read that every few like months or a couple months so this is a feat within itself this 80 issue run but man i just i love his work i love what i've read so far his mr miracle um his vision and vision may i say is a book that i still use when people ask me oh how i want to get into comics that's like one of my go-to like read this read this book because you don't have to know everything and the things that you don't know not that they don't matter but he gives you what you need in that vision series it was phenomenal period um but then now he has this iconic batman run and all of it pretty much sucks but such as life and the comics industry so i'm really hopeful that tom will continue to pump out good stuff which i'm sure he will i think he's still under contract with dc i don't know for how long or the terms but within looking at this story i did see he was under contract with dc still um i just hope that dc does a better job with informing the audience and the readers about these books going forward because i mean tom has been talking about this 100 plus issue run for a very long time um and just don't disappoint us by waiting to the last minute to let us know what's going on like that's all i ask <laughs> all right guys um and let me know if you're reading uh tom king's batman or if you've read the vision or mr miracle and let me know what are your thoughts like tom king i feel like he's he's doing a damn good job so let me know so the next story we got here 
Shout out to all my Luther fans. Now, Idris Elba's Luther has been going for about four or five years now. And it has left a hole in my heart. Y'all, Luther is such a good show. So it's a British crime drama, kind of true crime drama. And I love it. If you ain't seen it, get your life together. <laughs> this is not a paid ad. No. <laughs> but um, this plus with this being a British English television show, I freaking love me some BBC uh, English British television programming because they are concise and to the point they don't have things long drawn out 22 episode seasons which i'm not knocking americans and what you know that structure but with them over there mm -mm, they they give it to you they give you exactly what you need there are certain seasons of luther that i think are actually only two episodes then there are others i think the longest episode episode season is like six episodes um, but yeah, so season five will be returning with four brand new episodes that are set to premiere on June 8th. And that's at 8 p.m. on BBC America. Uh, like I said, four episodes, like it's, mm, 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 I promise you, y'all, you won't be disappointed. Now, apparently, unbeknownst to me, all of the previous seasons of Luther are available on Amazon Prime. What the heck happened to Netflix? Like, that's how I was introduced to Luther was through Netflix. I was able to binge the entire series, like all of the seasons that were available. Netflix is where I grew my love for British TV. Think Misfits, Fresh Meat, and Luther. If y'all don't know about Misfits and Fresh Meat, who, well, Misfits for sure. Fresh Meat may be a bit obscure, but those are some good shows, man. <laughs> oh, man. So... Moving on, so look out for that. All of my, uh, what they say, across the pond, across the water. All of my listeners and and supporters and 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 folks on the timeline from over there. When you watch it, let me know what's going. On. Don't spoil it for me, but you know, let me know if this is a good season, which I know is going to be. Like Idris Elba is a phenomenal actor, but whatever. So <laughs> now with June being around the corner, and then my shock and upset to find out that Luther is no longer available on Netflix. Uh, let's get into some new arrivals for Netflix for the month of June. Um, we might have us some CBN movie nights in the near future. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, CBN movie night is a hashtag that I use to kind of discuss different movies and TV shows on social media, pretty much to track the shows that I've watched and whatnot. And I mainly do this on Twitter. I mean, they're still on Facebook and Instagram occasionally, but they aren't really set up for the long form like discussion so twitter is where i do the cbn movie night um make sure to check out that hashtag on there and actually if you've ever seen my vigorous tweets in that hashtag please comment uh, or go over to twitter and leave a comment with a movie or a tv show that you'd like for me to kind of review through that uh cbn movie night hashtag i'd like to see uh, if i get some community involvement there now uh to the new arrivals june 1st we got a few things. We got Small Soldiers, Carrie, um, AI, that's Artificial Intelligence. Uh, let's see. Batman Begins in the Dark Knight. And then on June 5th, we have Black Mirror. That's Season 5. Uh, June 7th, we have 3% Season 3. And uh, I Am Mother. Uh, for June 8th, we have Equilibrium and Jin. No, I believe... No, Jin comes on the 13th. Uh, for June 21st, we have Dark Season 2. And on June 26th, we get 
Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and Gollum, 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 Gollum. And then there's Jessica Jones season three that's coming. It was grouped in with the June new new updates, new arrivals, but there wasn't a set date. So who knows what's going on with that? And then with that being season three, honestly, I kind of fell off on season two. I know me and Charnel did the uh, Keeping Up with the Jones summer series. That was my summer series review of Jessica Jones Season 2. But honestly and truly, Jessica Jones didn't keep my attention like the season before did. Uh, maybe I'll check it out again. But I'm really, with the new acquisition from Disney and what they're doing with uh, the Disney Plus app and Hulu and all these other companies, I'm not, not that I'm not happy there's a season three because that's another check for Kristen Ritter and everyone else associated with that brand but I just like what does this mean for us when November hits and the Disney Plus app is then available like what does that mean but yeah it is what it is so next up oh Ma reviews for the movie Ma with Octavia wasn't where I have been mixed I've seen a lot of bad reviews but then even some of my co-workers were discussing it and I was like this is a very campy slasher film it feels like to me just from the previews alone as of the time of this recording I have not um, seen the film but I was like how is it? I need to see it because I need to I need to know for myself if it's really that bad and if so it's like mm, it's okay we're allowed to have bad slasher films but it, I don't know I think it was something new uh, and interesting that hadn't been done in that way so I am still interested in, in checking out mine and seeing what's going on with that. Uh, let's see. Oh, Emma Stone uh, as Corella DeVille. That filming begins on July 9th. I think it wraps up in November. This is over in London. Now, I don't know why I'm remembering the 100 Dalmatians being a Parisian cartoon. I Maybe I'm sure I'm mistaken, but... I'm not even going to look it up. Y'all let me know. Was 101 Dalmatians, was it an English show or was it set in Paris? For whatever reason, I just have Paris in the back of my head, but could be wrong. Uh, oh, and lastly, in our last little story here, Swamp Thing, May 31st on the DC Universe app. Bruh, bruh. Swamp Thing, this trailer, oh, this was good as heck. This horror, dark Okay, so there is a critique about the the superhero films, about them being dark and gritty, and they don't have to be that dark, and DC specifically, and this, that, and the third. And I get that critique, but I also understand that most TV shows that aren't even comic book related are like that. Uh, there is an audience for it. And so I get the initial reaction where it's like, okay, everything doesn't have to be this way. But this Swamp Thing... This ain't just no dark, gritty horror. This is straight up horror. And I I really enjoyed that trailer. For someone who is aware of Swamp Thing, but isn't really a fan, and it's not because I don't like it. I just never got into Swamp Thing. Um, I've seen him. He's in Tom King's run of Batman, which was phenomenal work. Again, Tom King, kudos to you guys. But this trailer was really good. For those of you who haven't seen it, please... Please go watch this dog on trailer. Um, I think it's a very it's a dark horror. It doesn't even feel like a DC uh, show, and I think that's to the credit of DC to make different uh, properties that fit different genres that still exist in the same universe, but 
are easily identifiable or recognizable from the next like this feels very different from doom patrol and very different from titans and even doom patrol and titans kind of favor a bit but you can still see the difference but this swamp thing bruh get into that trailer swamp thing back in the States. Where? You're kidding. How long has it been since you were home? A while. We don't know what this is yet. The hospital is on it 24-7 and the CDC. My name is Dr. Abby Arcane. My team is here to find the source of this disease. Body. Dealt with anything like that before? Who are you again? Holland. Al Collin was investigating illegal dumping on the swamp. Hello? Dr. Jason Woodrow. The CDC's in town. There's no way that my accelerant is responsible. There's this poison coming off the swamp. You should be dead! There's been a shift in the balance of the light and the dark. Something's out there. Dealing with something beyond the known scope of science. I need an alive to study. There's all kinds of awful that happens in this swamp. There's something special about this place. There's so much unimaginable beauty out there, Abby. The swamp had enough! This is payback! Alright y'all, so uh, the pool this week, I actually only picked up two two books. It was uh, The War of Realms, Fantastic Four, number 10, and Snyder and Capullo's Batman, Last Night on Earth, book 1. Now for The War of Realms, again, I mentioned before that uh, Fantastic Four hasn't really been my go-to book, series, or any of that. But I figured, hell, I mean, why not uh just dive in just get into them. like what what's what's four dollars gonna hurt and i have yet to uh go through and read the books i kind of trying to save that i i do that mostly on the weekends try to relax and just kick off my shoes and relax my feet i party on down to the comic book beat just kick it just kick it <laughs> but this one has a lot of teenage angst in it that i really enjoy uh, we have Franklin Richards, Valeria Richards, Reed, and Sue Richards, Ben Grimm, and Johnny Storm. Um, if for nothing else, I did always enjoy the family familiar element or aspect of Fantastic Four. 
no matter what you think about the different Fox iterations, it's still that family component that I really do enjoy. Uh, not that there aren't other superhero teams or comic books with that, but for ta- for Fantastic Four to be kind of that that what they were built on has always been an interesting thing to me to the point where even over in the carefree black nerd feed uh black lightning matters podcast with my co-host show show jackson cole jackson (laughs) we often refer to uh jefferson pierce and lynn stewart and their kids as the first family or the sort of fantastic four adjacent to the dc universe um in the live action tv realm and it is that's true that's exactly how it is and it's always been something that got to me i think that and then like the teenage boarding school young mutant powered person or even just teenage angst is something that i really latch on to because those stories are so usually so grounded even within the fantastical elements it's still usually grounded in emotion raw emotion and consequences and just learning how to become an adult uh or just a good person and the cover for this is freaking amazing like come on the the and then the creative team dan slot as the writer paco medina with kevin lebrana uh as the artist jesus abrutov abrut you know i can't get through one episode without butchering the name abrutov the color artist we got vcs joe Kamancha as the litterer um the cover artist isad oh, ribic and then the variant cover artist is Bill, and I'm not going to butcher Bill's name. It starts with an S, ends with a Z. That's it. That's enough for me. But this story, the artwork alone, is has me interested. And then the story, like the way Ben Grimm is drawn, is really a plus for me. Um, I know with his particular condition, it can be easy to get lazy with him because he is such a big, massive. Uh, kind of character but the detail that is put into this or him specifically is very interesting also i do enjoy the way reed richards looks not that i'm caping for this dude but mr elasto man he looks really good now sue for me she's just a generic looking blonde haired blue-eyed lady white woman and that's not necessarily a bad thing but you see so much of this with the detail there isn't anything that sets her apart from say captain marvel or like mary jane if she had blonde hair or like there's nothing that makes me feel like oh this is sue storm and then with johnny you can't really go wrong with his flame on uh aesthetic but this ben Grimm and excuse me reed richards looks very good even the valeria though she's a child I, I get that young sense of this is her. So kudos, kudos to the creative team over there. Uh, let's get into this Batman last night on Earth. This is part of DC's Black Label, uh, which I'm taking as the grittier, more aggressive, uh, not necessarily childish uh, run. And I'm I'm for this. Uh, Snyder and Capullo, like, I'm, I'm so. So I think... Um, this is one that I'm really going to take my time with. I haven't really been following books throughout Carefree Black Nerd lately. Like, I've picked them up if I like them and, you know, that's whatever. But, like, having to actually have started a series and continued on and reported in. So, I think I might do that. I might start doing that. Uh, but for the creative team for this is Scott Snyder as the writer. Greg Capullo on pencils. Uh, inks, Jonathan uh, Glapion. Uh, color, FCO Placentia. Uh, letterer Tom Nup- 
Napoli, mm, yep, Napolitano, yep, I can read y'all, <laughs> Greg Capullo with FCO, who I just said his name, I won't butcher that for the cover, the cover that I have is the red uh, cover with the black silhouette of Batman holding the lantern, that's actually the Joker's head, I actually like this one better than the other variant, or the other cover rather, that was kind of sort of the same, but instead of Batman with the head of the Joker, it was like the Joker's face kind of in mist above him, like gigantically. Gigantically? Yeah. I um which I didn't really care for that one. It was it was still still a good cover. It just wasn't interesting enough to me. So I'm gonna get into this one as well. I might do a little like review via social medias, but um yeah, that is the the two pulls for this week is a very, very uh, very light pool this week. So getting on into what I'm looking forward to for next week. Uh, there's a few things coming out for next week. Let's see. We have Aftershock Comics. They have a few books. Descendant issue number two. Stronghold issue number four. Uh, let me see. Archie Comics. We have Archie and Me. Jumbo Comics Digest. Jughead the Hunter versus Vampironica. Uh, Jughead the Hunter vs. Vampironica with like variant covers. Uh, Black Mask comments though. Black AF, Devil's Die number four. That's four of four. I'm looking forward to that for sure. Boom Studios has a few things. We have uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer issue number five with a ton of variant covers. Firefly number five. Um, mm, let me see. Giant Days number 51. Uh, Ronin, Ronin Island, excuse me, number four. That has a few variants as well. Uh, Dark Horse Comics, we have Beast of Burden, The Presence of Others, number two. Uh, Sword Daughter, number seven, that has a few variants. DC, The Adventures of Superman and Sons. Of oh, excuse me, The Adventures of Super Sons. <laughs> I messed that all up. <laughs> number 11 of 12, that's in that maxi series. Batman, number 72, that has a few different variants. Uh, DC's number two, again, another few variants. Green Lantern 8, Harley Quinn 62, both have a few variants. Let's see, what else? Dynamite, $6 million man, number four of five, again, a few variants. Comics really getting to the variant thing. That's, mm, I don't know, do your thing. Lion Forge, Catalyst Prime, Noble number 19. Noble is such an amazing book. Um, I am a few issues behind, but trust and believe. I've discussed Noble. I actually reviewed that via Twitter uh, a little while back, but that's that's a really good book. And Marvel, Adventures of Spider-Man, Sinister Intentions, Volume 1, Age of X, Prisoner X, Number 4, Black Cat, Number 1, which a slew of, of uh, variants, Captain Marvel, Number 6, uh, Deadpool, Number 13, Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys Marvel History, Guardians of the Galaxy Annual number one, Savage Avengers number two, which I need to pick that up. I have Savage Avengers one, and I flipped through the first few pages, but for whatever reason, put it down. Wasn't that I wasn't interested, just something happened that took my attention away. Uh, so yeah, all that there's there's a lot of things going on, a lot of books coming out in this next week, in this next uh, Pride Month week. <laughs> so yeah. So, um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, please follow me on social medias. My Twitter is Carefree Blurred. Uh, Instagram and all others is Carefree Black Nerd. You can always email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. There are tons of other shows in the Carefree Black Nerd feed, so be sure to check those out. And uh, be sure to subscribe on your uh, 
favorite podcasting app in sight. I have Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, and of course, BYNKradio.net in the podcast section. And while you're over there on your favorite podcasting platform, please be sure to give me that five-star rating and leave a review. I'll be sure to read your review on air. Uh, I do appreciate that, guys. And um, until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and continue to support the show. Thank you.